Welcome to A Second Chance at Life. I am your host, Arvella Beckworth. Adversity can oftentimes feel isolating, especially if you're the strong friend like me. I create this podcast to be your accountability partner and strategist, giving you the tools to build and enjoy the life of your dreams. Each week, you'll hear motivating stories, life-changing interviews, along with actionable tips and strategies that you can apply to do life over again. So whether this is your second, third, or even fourth chance, it's always a great time to start over and build better. Now, let's get to work. Welcome to a Second Chance at Life podcast. I'm your host, Arvilla Beckworth, and welcome to episode number six. First off, I want to wish each one of you a happy Thanksgiving. I love this time of year. The food, the family, the rest, the sales. This officially kicks off the season for the holidays. So I hope you get to enjoy it, whether it's with family or if you're doing it solo. Whatever you do, make sure you take care of yourself. Now, as we get ready to jump into this week's episode, I want to let you know uh, the freebie we have available, Seven Ways to Take Care of Yourself Better. You can go to the show notes or go to our website, A Second Chance at Life Podcast, and grab it, especially for those times during the holidays you just don't feel like yourself and just need a few things to pick you up. Make sure you check it out. On today's episode... I'm interviewing my girl, Lakeisha, and she's actually talking about her own mental health journey with high-functioning depression. So sit back, relax, and listen to today's episode. Lakeisha, girl, how are you? How are you? I'm great. So excited to be here. Thank me you. Too. Me too. And I thought this topic was fitting for you because you are an advocate for mental health. Yes. So this is nothing new to you. You are definitely going to be true to this subject. Yes. Not only by experience, but because you also advocate for it. Right. Right. Well, I want to get started just giving you your flowers. You preach and you teach your message. You don't just talk about it. You go through it. Yes. And I love the fact that you can encourage us as women and you also bring us together as a community. Whatever the issue may be, we can combat it together, especially right. as black women. And I love the fact that you do that. Right. Thank, well, thank you. you so much for putting all the many events that you do, for reaching out to uh, new inspired business women like myself that's just trying to get their feet wet. And you still reach back down to us to give us a chance to speak and be on your platform. So. Well, thank you. I'm honored that y'all are there. I think um, sisterhood is is it means something, and it shouldn't just be said in word. It needs to be said in deed. Yes. And so we, if we say we support other women, we have to actually support other women. And so for me, it's like not only you know is it about my platform, but it's also about you putting me before your platform, you know, right. you get to say, Hey, this is the event I'm on and it exposes me to other people. And therefore we can collaborate and really help grow each other's businesses. Please tell my listeners a little bit more about you. Well, mom, grandma, a business owner, but also an experienced depressive. 
So I have just passed recent, just recently over the past couple of months, been diagnosed with persistent depressive disorder, which means you're depressed and you don't even know and you're high functioning. And then you realize it when you crash. And so for me, just recently, this last crash was really scary. But I love what I do, producing online events. And now I'm moving more into the space of coaching people in this business and less client work. So, yes, I'm excited. You've always been an advocate of mental health, especially for Black women. Every year you put on My Mind is My Business Summit where different people come on and share their knowledge. Yes. What is the reason behind that? You know, 2020 was, uh, you know what? It was horrible. Um, we had not only a global pandemic that took over the entire world, not just the United States, but the entire world. And then we had Mr. George Floyd, whose life was taken before our very eyes. And we began to see racism on a different level. For us, we've always experienced, we always knew what it was. But then the other folks were like, oh my gosh, this is bad. This is horrible. What are we going to do? Well, we've been screaming this for years, but y'all wouldn't listen. And so I launched the series Black in America, and it was a racism series where I brought on people from different aspects, Mm -hmm. HR, influencers, you know, a mixture, a diverse group, white and black together. We sat at the table and we talked about what racism looks like in those particular industries. And the last one that I did was mental health. So Mm -hmm. I brought on some really amazing mental health professionals. Mm And the conversation was so good. People were like, okay, so where are we going with this? Because this was good. Like, we need to keep talking about this. And I'm like, okay, well, you do events. Like, why can't you do one for yourself? Hmm. So I reached back out to them. was like, hey, if I hosted an event, would you be a part? And they was like, absolutely. We had fun. We enjoyed it. Like, we actually went over the time because hmm. it was so good. And so I decided like, okay, well, I'm going to do it in October. October's World Mental Health Day. So I'll do it in October. And then the following year, I'll just go back to May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so I was scared. I had no idea like how it was going to work. Although I was doing this for clients and I just launched it. We we figured out it was really geared toward entrepreneurs, um, women, black women, entrepreneurs, And so that's who we targeted. Um, And it's just been the same thing ever since. This year, I think I really, I tried to be more diverse and I was not happy with the outcome of it. So yeah, I'm going to stick with my folks. (laughs) And I remember back in August of 2022, you actually did a video Uh regarding your own mental health and your struggles. Now you talked a little bit about it in the beginning of uh, this episode. But would you just mind going into detail about what you discovered back in August? Yeah, so August was pivotal. It was my birthday month, also my mom's birthday month, and my grandson's birthday month. But prior to that, I had not been feeling like myself. I thought I was just tired. I thought it was so much going on. When I say 2022 has been a shakeup, it's been table flipping, chair removal, like all kind of stuff. Relationships that I thought I had weren't what they were. 
it was just a total shakeup for me. And I think compounded upon, you know, the pressures of being a business owner, a black business owner, a black woman business owner, like it just piles up on you. And so I just began to feel physically ill, like aching, like chronic pain all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went for my well woman visit and I'm thinking like, she's going to just, you know, tell me, you know, something that's wrong. Like you have this, you have that. And so, you know, they ask you these questions, these mm-hmm. mental health questions, like, how do you feel? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just answering, like not paying attention. She was like, I need you to look at me. And I'm like, Yes. And she was like, you're severely depressed and you need to get to a therapist right away. And I was like, what? Are you serious? Like, is it that like, is it that serious? Mm -hmm. And so booked an appointment immediately. Have have an amazing therapist. He is amazing. Um, And he began to uncover some stuff. And he was like, yes, you have persistent depressive disorder, which means you struggle with depression. And sometimes you don't even know that you're depressed. You keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, now we have to figure out ways to combat that. Like we have to figure out ways that you are aware of it and that you don't keep going and push yourself. And I was telling someone, like, I felt better before finding out than I do now, because now I have to sit in those feelings and I have to process them and then I have to act on them. And then I have people that hold me accountable for um, inaction and action. Um, And so it was eye opening. It was scary. Um, I began to question my um, existence. Like, why was I here? Like, God, if you took me, nobody would care. Nobody would miss me. You know, why am I here? What What's what's the purpose? I've not accomplished much or I haven't reached the accomplishments that I have. It's just, it was just a really dark, dark, dark place. It's, it's so dark. It's scary. Like, it scares me now to even think about where I was. And um, so people who know me, that like call themselves trying to motivate me and push me. It really just pushed me deeper in the hole. It's almost like going into a bubble and I'm in that bubble because I want to be protected. Your way of bringing me out of the bubble is not to motivate me to go to work. It's to help me process why I'm in the bubble. What triggered me to go in the bubble for protection? And so it, it was a re- it was really dark. It was really bad. I actually had to reveal it to my family. So like I I told my daughter, you know, I told my brother. Those are people who hold me accountable. Hey, if I stay in this bed for two days, we got to talk. You need to. Hey, mom, we need to talk. You know, hey, sis, we need to talk or something like that. So it was strategies he helped me put in place um, to just really move past it and then it was like okay so now you know now you need to talk about it you need to tell other people because you ain't the only one right you're not the only woman out here who feels this way we wear a lot of hats and sometimes we cannot take those hats off but we put ourselves deeper in a hole when we continue to operate in a dark space you know, y'all saw me. I was skinning and grinning on IG and was dead inside. 
like literally dead inside. Not motivated, didn't want to move out the bed, bed, would sit at my computer, not be focused, be unproductive. And I'm just thinking like, well, maybe I'm not in the right space anymore. Like it makes you just question all of these things when really you just need either, you know, therapy and medication or you need therapy. Like you need to figure out what's going on with you. And when you went to the doctor, did what did he tell you like the stage, like you're in the beginning stage of depression, middle, uh, high? I was severe. Severe, severe. Okay, I was so high level. the highest level. Yes, I okay. was high level because it was years of it. And how they mm. determine it is so weird. Uh-huh. I don't even know how. I think it was it was a lot of questions about what's occurred. How do I feel when these things occur? When did these things start? And some stuff have stemmed back from childhood. Oh, wow. Like things I didn't even realize that I was angry with my mom and dad about. Mm-hmm. Things that I had harbored from a kid with interactions with other people. Like it makes you dive deep. Um, but one thing it does bring awareness to is when you started wearing the mask. When did you like... At what age? And and a lot of us, for a lot of us, we started like early on. We started when people either said something about us Mm -hmm. or we didn't want to appear a certain way to people. And so you, this mask begins to get layers, layers on top of layers on top of layers. And before you know it, you don't even know who the hell you are. You, you have no idea really who you are and you put on a a facade for so long It's like you don't even know how to break it. And it really takes prayer and a really good therapist and journaling and meditation to come out of it because the mask is protection. Right. I ain't got to be vulnerable and be naked before you because the mask Mm -hmm. is covering me up. But now, because you know these things about yourself and you want to be authentic, you can no longer hide. We all go through seasons of not feeling good, maybe even sadness, you know, just kind of the, kind of the funk. Usually after a while, those feelings kind of go away because we've either done some type of self-care, right? We've done, you know, meeting up with some girlfriends, but when did you know that this was no longer a temporary feeling? What you were feeling, how did, you know, how do you know you just couldn't shake it off? None of those things satisfied me. Nothing motivated me, motivated me. So like if work fell through, if I didn't, you know, secure this client, nothing motivated me. I didn't even care. Mm. It was like, oh, so like, you know, people will say, well, if you don't work, you don't eat. That didn't bother me. I, I, it got no reaction from me at all because it was of something to me, I guess, not that it wasn't of importance. It's, it's really kind of hard for people to understand in a sense. It's like, Almost someone that's paralyzed Mm. because you are gripped by fear, anxiety, and all of these things. So even a paralyzed person says, although I can't feel anything, I feel heavy. I can't move my arms, but my arm is heavy to me. Mm -hmm. It's, It's sort of the same thing. I just noticed that, you know, hanging out, talking on the phone, text, the things that I once enjoyed. Not to say I no longer enjoy them because you still put on that front and that mask, but it didn't alleviate the mood. It didn't, you didn't feel any better. So like it, you also, you get a euphoria of, oh, I feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a good day. And then before you know it, 
you're back to like, okay, I feel like crap. This sucks. Everything sucks. <laughs> I'm in this bad place, blah, blah, blah. Like, it doesn't stay for very long. Whereas now, when those thoughts come and I practice what I'm being taught, right? the, the feeling lifts. And then I can go about my day and I can be really productive and things like that. So it was a different, it's, it's a heaviness. It's like a, you know how the cartoons show the characters with like, it's sunny, but there's a cloud. cloud. Over them. Yes. It's the same thing. It, it feels like the same thing. Like it's just directly on you. Now in doing my research on PDD, some of the symptoms, like you said, included loss of interest in normal activities, lack of concentration, feeling inadequate, and being irritable. Yes. What are some of the symptoms you experienced? All of those. All of them? Okay. All of those, especially, I think the, um, I would say loss of productivity and probably inadequacy were the hardest. Because again, I began to question my existence. Like, why was I here? Nothing was getting done. I didn't feel like producing anything. I didn't feel like doing anything. It was like people would pitch ideas to me. And I'm normally the one. I'm an execution. Like, I move. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, oh, that's nice. Or just nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing at all. I just wouldn't do anything. But I think those were the two. Yeah. Those were the two that hit me really hard. And when you uh, talked about your support system. Now, on a couple of previous episodes, I had a guest and I asked her the same thing. How can we teach our family members uh, to recognize the sign that, one, we are going through something, but at the same time, be okay to ask you, what is the safest way to approach us when we're in this space? We first, we definitely have to educate them on what type of depression we have. Okay. So you have to really educate them on it, but they also have to be open. So like I had people in my space who anytime I would bring it up, didn't really care to hear about it. There was no mm-hmm. further conversation about it. So, you know, that person is not a part of your tribe that you can talk about. Now, I'm not saying you dismiss that person or whatever, but you just know that's not a trusted person that you can have that's going to help you in this fight, this battle, or whatever it may be. But you have to be open to say, this is what this is. This is what it looks like. And if you see certain behavior, call me on it. So like my brother, my brother is one of my biggest supporters. Like we're super, super close. We talk almost every day, every other day. So if it's two days and he doesn't hear from me or if he texts me and it's dry responses. So like, that's another thing. Like you, you kind of keep people at arm's length because you feel so down and you don't want to be bothered. Well, that's when you could be sinking into, you know, depression going into the hole. Cause again, the bubble is protection. Right. I'm safe in a bubble, but also there's no accountability. There's no productivity. There's no focus. There's nothing good that comes from the bubble. And it's also a false sense of protection because mm-hmm. you ain't really protected because you got to come out and live life. Right. <laughs> you know, in that sense. So you have to really like let them know what you need um, and be open to and okay with that. Some people ain't going to meet that need. Some okay. folks just, it's just not in them. They're either focused on themselves or it's too heavy for them um, to 
like take on like they can't deal with it but you need a support you definitely need a support system with this you need somebody that you can say today is not a good day today is not good that can help you break down why you know and they're not mm -hmm. therapists of course but they're there on a level that's like i care about you and i care about what you're going through and that this is real. Because some people don't believe it's real. Some people don't right. believe it is what it is, you know. And and the bad part is most Christians that do that. It's really harmful to um, people, especially when you grew up like I grew up. Baptist, preacher's kid, you know, a lot of us take our lives because nobody understands what it's like. And you can't talk to them because they're going to throw Bible verses at you you know, about how you aren't, aren't really depressed or how you shouldn't feel depressed and all of those things. So you really, it, it has to be a select group, Arvel, to be honest with you. It really has to be a very select group of people who will just call you on your stuff, mm. but also won't judge you because you had a day that wasn't good or you had two days that wasn't good. Right. But they also are going to be like, okay, now this day too come on, we, we need to move. Like what, what is it going to take for you to, you know, get moving and do it in love. Do it in love. Yes. Yeah. And with high functioning depression, the people that I've spoken with that, that do have it, they state like, you know, I didn't even know I had it because I was still doing my daily duties. Mm -hmm. I mean, me working and continue to press forward never triggered that, I was going through something that, you know, maybe I should take a step back and get some help. Right. And they kept saying, you know, we never notice because we are working is what we do. So right. it's almost like it was everyday life or it was something they were used to doing. So it was never thought of as PDD or high functioning depression. Right. It's like, this is what I do. Right. But then they kind of start to feel, like you said, you know, feeling not motivated and the uh -huh. joy wasn't there, but they still did the production work. And right. a lot of them were coaches. So it's like you still have to come on social media, be present with the yep. mask and still be in front of everybody else. But when you left, excuse me, behind closed doors, you were dealing with your own battle. Yeah. And, you know, as coaches, you know, like I said, you do have to come on, be the hey, good morning. This was going right. on. But then back, you're struggling as well. Yeah, exactly. What advice can you give to, like you said, our entrepreneurs, our women that are coaches that are kind of battling it and. First of all, give yourself permission to not be okay. We historically, as Black women, have taken on, not always by choice, but we've taken on a lot more responsibility than we actually should have. The, the, the country was on our back, basically. Birthing the kids, raising the kids, you know, even some that wasn't even ours, you know. So I feel like historically we teach our children that my who knows how far back it goes in my family but i never knew what self-care was until it was me my mom never did any of that she made it happen and so i'm like if she could make it happen with even less than what i had that i like we put those things on ourselves number one mm -hmm. um we have to give ourselves permission to be okay and we have to also give ourselves permission to let others know that we are not okay. When I posted that video sharing what I had been struggling with, there was fear. It was like, people don't think I'm crazy. Clients are going to want to work with me. Right. Um, but 
I didn't know how that video affected other people to where they were like, you just freed me or mm -hmm. you gave me permission to share this with my, with somebody. I, I use this video as a backdrop or a segue into a conversation with someone else. Um, I think you have to be very clear with your clients that it's a new normal for you. I mean, heck, COVID provided a, a whole new normal. And I think yeah. that's when a lot of us really kind of felt this pressure that we always felt because we had to be alone. You had to be by yourself. You had to think of, you know, these thoughts that they, they couldn't go nowhere. You know, noise drowns out sometimes the realness of what really happens to us in life. And that's why we're able to stay masked up and keep going. But when you sit in silence by yourself, it's some ugly stuff that come out. It's some stuff that you don't like to deal with. Right. Um, and it could trigger, you know, some stuff. So I just had conversations with the clients that I had left. Like, this is where I'm at. Um, and so there could possibly be days that you reach out on Slack and I not respond. Mm. You know, if it's beyond that, contact somebody on my team. Or, you know, just preparing them that it's it's a difference. I went from meetings Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to one day. I only did only do meetings on Wednesday. That's all I can mentally handle. Right. And then as I began to continue this journey of healing, clients bothered me. Mm. <laughs> Client work bothered me. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, okay, so what do you do? Because that's like your bread and butter. What's the next thing you're going to do? So you have to also be okay with transitioning and pivoting into another space. Because as you get to know the disease better and you get to tap into like your new normal, what it looks like, things for you will change. You know, you'll, you may want to change something and do something totally different. And I will say, too, I think with this, there's a fearlessness that comes with it because like some of my social and stuff, I would have never done, mm -hmm. period. Like I wouldn't get on there and dance and have fun and sometimes do reels with cursing and like that wasn't me. But now I don't care. I uh -huh. don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't care. It's like the cuckoo-ness really comes out you know, in a sense, because there's a freedom. You don't have to hide anymore. Mm. You don't have Tenet to hide. You can be you and either you like me cussing, loving Jesus, or you don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when you talk about your healing journey, what were some of the things that you use? Because I know you spoke about journaling. Yes. Yes. Extensively journaling. Like I have written journals. I have digital journals. I have a digital journal that I can write in on my iPad. Um, lots of prayer, uh, definitely, but also being in tune with my body. So like I had this chronic back pain, like that would not go away. And then as I began to meditate, so like I use the balance app, meditate, um, change diet a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, as well, which I could do a lot better with the diet as well too, but changing some of those things, getting out, you mm -hmm. know, being around people. I now I'm not one, I'm just not gonna go out all the time, but I right. do realize the importance of getting out, like getting from these four walls and going being into another environment. 
Um, I say like whatever like used to make you feel good before if you can't remember it before right. you masked up, go back to those things, you know, like hanging out or going out, having phone calls or you know, whatever it may be. So for me, journaling was huge. Um yeah, journaling was huge. I would say that was really because it's sometimes we trigger because we hold the thoughts. Whereas if you journal, you're still getting it out. Yeah. It's still it's it's out there and you can decide what you want to do with it, you know, beyond that. So journaling, um, having fun, like watching the ratchet shows, like having a day where you just like do absolutely nothing. Okay. You know, that's helpful to okay. me. It was really helpful to me because it got me back to me. Mm-hmm. Again, we get on social media. Oh, I watch them shows. They ain't good for you. No, it's a good release because I'm laughing at these idiots over here. Mm-hmm. You know, where you think your life bad and they stuff just as raggedy mm-hmm. or worse. You know what I'm saying? So right, like right. A guilty pleasure you have of release um, and laughing. Yeah. Laughing like a good, hard belly, tears rolling down your face. Laugh. So laughter is the best medicine. Journaling, hanging yes. out, getting out. Yeah. You know, just remember who you were before the mask was on. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because I know sometimes it's not easy for everybody to automatically get to a therapist, whether financially or still not ready to get to a therapist. So I just wanted to kind of give them something to start with. Now, by no means, I'm not saying don't go to a therapist because you got a journal and you're going outside. Please, if you have the means, even if you don't have the means, do the research and uh, find out if there is free therapy somewhere with your job, through Medicaid, do your county, whatever. But um, be aware that there is help available. There's support groups, there's therapists, there's counselors, right. um, but make sure that you are finding an outlet. Don't, like uh, you yes. should say, don't stay in the bubble. Please. Find that outlet, reach out for the help and get what you need. Yeah, you have to. And there are a lot of apps now um, out that really help with that. So even before I created my community, you know, there's a bunch of other ones that some are paid, but okay. some are free, um, like Bloom. Uh, there's one that's called Me. Um, and they are like um, really cognitive based therapy. Still not a replacement for a therapy, but I think right, it's something right. that you can use that brings you into mindfulness. So what is happening to me right now in this moment? Let me write it down. Right. You know, so they do have some of those apps that, you know, kind of help you uh, with that. And I know um, Aspen Coaching is one. It's mental health based. They have like videos, even a planner and a journal that you get with the membership. I think it's $10 a month. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. Which isn't bad. Uh, Honestly, I, I like it. I I have it. Um, And then alchemy is one. It's a brand new one. It's, and it's black. It's for um, people of color. Okay. A really good therapist. Some of some top therapists, like people we see on TV and stuff like that, you know, Mm -hmm. that, you know, really intrigues people. So I would say if you can't afford to, or you can't get to a therapist right away, 
at least tap into some of those resources. Of course, do your, you know, do your research. Yes. Headspace is another good one. Balance is one. Balance is actually giving people like a year for free. So you can really, and it's through meditation and that really is helpful as well. Okay. And also, as you talked about your community, um, let my audience know more about the new community things you got going on. Yes. So I'm so excited about Mind Your Business because I feel like there, as much as we talk about it, we don't talk about it enough. Mm -hmm. And there really is no safe space to really like talk about these things where there's an, a level of understanding. Like people don't give don't give you the freedom to do that. Like it's pattern of you can only talk about this. You can always talk about that. Right. And so I partnered with learning to be able to create a microsite um, that talks about mental health. And so I teach different things or talk about different aspects of mental health. And each segment is like in 30 seconds because we really can't retain a lot of stuff at one time. Whereas it, this helps me create series in 30 second burst. And you can even respond to me via video, audio, or by text. And so I'm really excited about growing that in correlation with my, uh, my mind is my business because we started that conference to have a space for entrepreneurs to talk and share and get the information. So now let's take these people who, yeah, y'all gave me the information. I really told me about the routine. She told me about self-care. Mm -hmm. So let me put this into action over here in this community where I can share with somebody like, I'm not feeling my right. best today. What can, what can I do to help? Can I get help? You know, and then there's like, I'm creating learnings where there's a resource tab, you know, if you need information on, you know, this or that or this or that. I really want this community to be um, free flowing, but I also want us to know that a lot of the stuff we struggle with, we don't have to struggle alone. That's true. Yeah. And a lot of stuff is preventable. Suicide is preventable. You know, having mental crashes are preventable, but if you, you have to let people in, well, people also have to be open right, to the fact that there could be something, there could be an imbalance for someone and I need to be there and help them. And also, would you mind talking about the event you have coming up in December as well? Because I want to make sure women have enough time to sign up. Yes. So that we are releasing that, and I think in two weeks, that registration page <laughs> So after the dust clears and the cloud lifts, it's like, okay, girl, so what are you going to do now? And I'm like, since I, my target market to me are black women, mm -hmm. black women, business owners or entrepreneurs, we don't practice wellness. Right. And not just wellness in, oh, let me go to the spa. Let me go get my nails done. Like we don't practice wellness emotionally, mentally, nor physically. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I want to do a wellness summit and I want to do something that's like rest restorative and refreshing. So I decided to name it Refresher. So it's the Refresher uh, Wellness Summit, three days, jam packed with amazing speakers such as yourself. We're going to talk about overall wellness. We're going to talk about mental wellness. Mm -hmm. emotional wellness, but we're also going to talk about physical wellness. So we're going to have some yoga. We're going to have workouts. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to talk about superfoods and juicing. 
We're going to talk mentally. We're going to dive deep. We're going to talk about relationships. You know, what's a good relationship when, when you need to walk away, male and female. Right. We're going to talk about um, what is wellness. Let's define what wellness is. What does self-care look like on a minimal schedule? Um, why we feel like it has to be over the top. This is how you can start. Um, doing it. So I'm actually looking at making a series out of it. Okay. So doing refresher. So now you're refreshed and then now we're going to go into heal her. So next year we'll, we'll go into a healing summit where we're going to talk about some of those things we did and refresh her. But now where's the healing, the spirituality, um, you know, how you come into oneness with whatever you serve. I serve God. But whatever your higher power is, like, let's tap into, you know, what that is. Because I think sometimes we scratch the surface and then yeah. we leave the rest hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we wonder why people so messed up. You know, mm-hmm. you just give them a little bit. So we want to, like, keep going with it. So I'm excited. I can't wait. We're finalizing some details. Okay. It's going to be like speakers will have like vendor booths in there um infusing you know a little bit of pre-recorded and live like with commercials resources for people to have because the thing is we can bring the information to people but if they don't know where to go get it from so right. if you telling me that i could create a routine so how right you know templates that you may have you know mm-hmm. uh an app that you may recommend um, to help people. So those are the things that I really want to bring to us. Cause I think that's a lot of the problem is that, um, it's not that people don't want it. They don't know where to go and get they don't it. Know. Right. That's it. And I think it's coming at the perfect time with it being at the end of the year. Yeah. So now you're getting the tools you need to go into 2020, 2023 with, you know, knowing yes. that, okay, now that I'm trying to refresh myself, how can I keep this going for the right. next year? So right. I like, um, how you're incorporating so much stuff now. So let's talk about it now, but these are the steps that we can do moving forward. So not only you got this, you got my, you know, my mind is my business coming up in in May. So you're, you are actually now telling women, Hey, I have the tools, right? I'm telling you my community. I'm telling you my platform. I'm telling what I have up and coming. So there is really no excuse why you can't say, well, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to talk to. When you hear people talk about different events, whether you support them or not, I want you going into the new year be being more supportive of these events that are coming up because a lot of them are free or yeah. or low dollar amount. Yeah. Please take advantage of these seminars, these conferences, these speakers, because obviously you're not the only one going through something. Right. There's a community of women that are willing to share what they've been through without judging you. going through your own thing. And if you haven't had any personal development or mental development, now is the time. It's time to take, like Lakeisha said, take the mask off, figure out what's going on with you and let's start healing for reals now. Let's stop play play and let's start healing. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And and you should want the healing to occur in a way that you can kind of control. Yes. Because if you spaz out and lose it publicly, now you yeah. You know, like, it's just not worth it to me, honestly. Um, just do the work to get better work. and to want to do better. And I want to not just be talking about that. I want to provide resources. And so I decided, 
you know, after that, every month starting, you know, next month for sure. Well, we did one this month. We did something for World Mental Health Day. But every month there'll be a workshop, be a free workshop on something relative to mental wellness. So next month we'll be doing one about caring for your mental health during the holidays because this mm, is a really critical time for people. Good one. It's really critical. And we got to get stuff before stuff happens. You right. know, so, I, you know, I felt like even November kind of was late to me to talk about it, but I felt like we could talk about it definitely with Thanksgiving coming up, right. Christmas, New Year's. Those are really hard times for people who um, struggle mentally, but who also um, get triggered by the holidays because of death and families right. and stuff like that. So every month there'll be like a free workshop. We're going to talk about different stuff. We're even going to talk about stuff that affects children and teens. Mm. They struggle mentally as well. And so yes, we can't man. leave them out. The men, you know, we're going to talk about those things. And all of my conferences are always free. There's always a free access ticket. Now, you may not get all the goodies right. you know, that the people who pay for a ticket get, but I want it to be accessible for everybody. But right. if you want the real deal. You may have to cut back Starbucks. You may have to cut back on the nails to get to the free access, but it's going to pay you hand over hand in the future. Once you yes. get this paid knowledge, even free knowledge, you're going to reap the benefits. Reap the benefits from this years on end. Yes. So, don't worry about the cost. Really, if you're serious about getting your mental health in order, cost should not be an issue. Right. So, just understand right. this is an investment in you, and start. Learning to do that, invest in you. Yeah. Stop investing in everybody else's social media. Stop investing in everybody's hair care, nail care. Start investing in you. Start yeah. taking you back and saying, that I am worth my mental health. I am exactly. worth this training. Exactly. I am worth this and that. So, yeah, thank you for always providing the, the free platform, but also giving us more if we want it. Yes, definitely. Yes, I think it's important to, to give back um, oh, in yeah. that sense. And even the free option, I mean, even the paid option is like affordable, you know, yes. to some like it's affordable. And I feel like y'all are such amazing speakers. Like at some point, you know, you have to pay for something mm -hmm. like <laughs> you can't get it all for free. Right. I mean, even think about us as business owners. Like, yeah, we collab, but we wouldn't really necessarily patronize these other's businesses without right. respecting the fact that you deserve to be paid. And so, although I always want to provide an option, you know, for people to attend for free mm -hmm. and get, you know, the live version of it, if you want an investment of all of the goodies that you all are providing, but also, you know, having lifetime access to the oh, yeah. replays and stuff like that, like you should want to do that. Definitely. It's a must to have in your toolkit. So, yes. yeah, ladies, think of it like you said, we got it coming up in the next few weeks. If you got to start stacking some coins, put them in aside for it. Definitely be prepared. And Lakeisha, last but not least, please tell my audience where they can connect with you online. Well, I'm on all social media as Lakeisha M. Mosley. I hang out on IG a lot more. Than Facebook. I used to hang out on Facebook, but it's just gets on my nerves. <laughs> like it gets on my nerves. And I'm, you know, venturing on the TikTok a little bit. Um, but IG is where I hang out a lot, where I share stuff about, you know, mental health. And I try to make 
fun of it. Not that it's a funny thing, but I try to bring some humor to it because sometimes you look back and you laugh at, you know, yourself, like, or you laugh at the fact of, okay, I just was depressed yesterday. Now here you come again. Yeah. Like, you, not today. I'm not giving it to you today. Right, right, right. Like doing those things. And so not that I don't take it serious. I just feel like my treatment doesn't have to be so stoic. And it's so serious. Like I can have fun sharing with you that, yes, I'm clinically, di- medically diagnosed depressed. But I also know how to have fun and, you know, to share with my audience as well. Like some days I'm good. Like I'll post. Today's not a good day. This is what I did. Mm-hmm. What are what are some things that you do just to get people mind to thinking like, oh, yeah, let me suggest this. Right. And what about your podcast? Where can they find you and what night? Yeah. So I relaunched the podcast. I say relaunch, but it's a whole new name. So I call it Chaos and Combos because this year has been chaotic to say the least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, it's every Thursday night, live, 6 p.m., airing on YouTube. Uh, there'll be probably a few pre-recorded sessions. I'll probably, like Thanksgiving Day, mm-hmm. I'll probably will do a pre-recorded one. Um, and so Thursdays, you can see it live on YouTube. Um, and then on Sundays, uh, I'm going to start releasing just the audio version on Anchor. Right? It'll be on Spotify, Apple, okay. all of those platforms. Uh, but every Thursday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, I will be live in the YouTube studio um, talking about something. And this is different for me because normally I just do interviews. Mm-hmm. Well, this time it was like, I want to talk. Like, I want to do some talking. So there'll still be guest interviews. I'll be inviting special guests on. Um, but it's going to be real. It's going to be raw. And so um, it's it's really going to see me in a different light because I'm like going to be sharing all my business. Right, so, right. You know, I really want people to know that you can still be a successful business owner and have something wrong with you. You can still do it. Still can do it. That's, that's, that's reality. And I like that it's your truth. Yes. And that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ladies, I hope this episode has inspired you. Um, If you feel that you haven't been feeling right or you think something is going on, understand that it is okay to not be okay. But you also want to go out and get the help that you needed. I will be having uh, Lakeisha's information in the show notes. If you want to reach out to her, maybe we have a few more questions. Maybe you're something you're afraid to ask. Make sure you reach out to her. Everything that she has going on will be there. But until next week, I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you for listening to a Second Chance at Life podcast. If this episode hasn't inspired you in any way and you believe that someone can use it, make sure you share this episode. And if you have not already subscribed to this podcast, hit the subscribe button so that you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. Until next time, have a great week.